It's what happens after the behavior. Are you telling yourself that you did it? Are you self-assigning that credit back to you? How do you actually start to feel good enough? How do you actually start to build that self-belief and that self-worth? Most of us are looking for hope, answers to the madness, certainty that we'll be okay, and someone safe to help guide us through the most challenging parts of our lives. In a world that's changing and evolving every single day where chaos, uncertainty, and cycles we never chose wreak havoc on our lives, it's easy to feel lost, hopeless, and scared of what the future will hold. Evolve Ventures is here to provide that hope, direction, and data-driven strategies to growth-minded human beings just like you every Monday and Thursdays where each new episode is filled with vulnerable stories, interesting lessons, and simple tools you can use that will help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be. My name is Amelia. And I'm Bianca. And as the co-founders of Evolve Ventures, we are so grateful to be a part of your evolution. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. This is Bianca. And this is Amelia. And welcome to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are helping growth-minded humans evolve by breaking one limiting belief at a time. We hope you enjoyed our last episode, 180, the best tools to overcome social anxiety. Social anxiety is something that unfortunately too many of us struggle with. You know, it might not be full-blown social anxiety, but Mm -hmm. we struggle being in social settings. We struggle being around people. We all have that fear of wanting to belong and wanting to be needed and wanting to be seen. And so in that episode, we really dove into some tools and tips on how do you actually start to overcome that social anxiety and where does it come from? For today, Motivation Monday, 181, how to finally feel good enough. Y'all, I can't even begin to tell you that this has been my biggest pain point, my biggest weak point, my biggest like kryptonite Mm. is that feeling of feeling good enough, that feeling of, you know, feeling like I matter. Like what I do is just worthy. And I know that there are so many people out there just struggling with the same thing. This deep-rooted belief, this deep-rooted pain point of like, I don't matter. Or I'm not enough. Or I'm never going to be enough. And it is completely debilitating and it is, I truly believe it's a pandemic. We are all so negatively affected by this and we all have one area of our life where this impacts us, whether it's your weight or your body or your finances or your relationships or your job or your home or whatever. Family, Family, that's a big one. Culture, yep. We all have one area where we have this, where we experience this, where we are going through this. And that is why on this Motivation Monday today, we want to help you guys to start breaking through this. How do you 
actually start to feel good enough? How do you actually start to build that self-belief and that self-worth? So by the end of this episode, this quick little 10-minute one, you are going to walk away with some simple steps and ideas on how to actually do this. Hmm. All right. Happy Monday. How to finally feel good enough. So I will definitely put a disclosure here. I actually didn't even realize how much this was an epidemic until I met B and B until you started being vulnerable in that. So I'm super grateful for your vulnerability and everything that you've taught me in this of what that actually really feels like because it had helped me prior to B. So um, Hmm. I really did not feel this way and I never really identified as someone who didn't feel good enough like ever. If anything, I was just telling you an experience that I had. I felt too good for everyone. And I was telling B an example of when I was in school, everyone had braces and glasses and I didn't understand it. And people were like, oh, you're too perfect. Your teeth are straight. You, you have perfect eyesight, 2020 vision. Like you're too perfect. And like I always got like kind of that jab by everyone that had braces, that had glasses so much to the extent where I remember and I was sharing B before this episode that I would go to Claire's, the store at the time, just to get glasses that were like, didn't have prescription, but just like were see-through. And I would make like a retainer out of a like <laughs> staple and not staple, but it was like um paper clip. Paper clip. Like I remember getting the gold ones because I literally like put it over my teeth and me and my, my friend at the time, Rachel, like we would make these just so that I could try to relate to everyone. And now I understand it's because everyone had braces and glasses and and really when you think about it it was because they as they were were not good enough right they had to have braces because they had a, they their teeth were quote unquote messed up or they had to have glasses because they couldn't see right all of these messages that so many people got told from a very young age that they were not good enough as they were and i never really fully understood that until be your vulnerability in this so I want to put that disclosure out there that Hmm. that wasn't a lot of my experience. I was on the other end. But what I can say to this episode is I've helped a lot of people in my entire life, considering the end that I really developed, feel not only good enough, but really stretch into the potential that they always had within them. And I want to share in this episode to what Bianca promised in here. For those people that do struggle to finally feel good enough, what I've found through my research, through my coaching, and through my personal experience, understanding where those small little compartments or small little parts that I do have, where I noticed I don't feel good enough because I'm not doing this. And that's what I want to share in this episode. So I'll speak from that frame. But I think even before we get to what I'll share in this episode and what I help clients do and what I've helped people do their entire lives is is the before that. So what I call self-assigning and I'll get into it. But before I get into that, B, I really want you to share with our listeners, like Mm. how do people who really feel the way that you have felt so much, how do they start to attain that feeling of feeling good enough? So Amelia and I are going to talk about a two-step process. I'm going to say the first part. She's going to say the second. That's really where the value in this episode is going to come in. So follow along, (laughs) y'all. The very, I've talked about this on the show before, like a while ago. There's four ways to start building what's called self-efficacy, 
which basically means that feeling of being capable and competent enough to do things. Self-efficacy is what builds that feeling of feeling good enough. It's this feeling of being capable. It's this feeling of being um, valuable. And that leads to self-worth. Because the more you feel like you can do, the more you feel like you're competent, the more you will feel worthy and valuable. So there's four ways to actually do that. And the one that I'm really going to talk about is the one that's the most efficacious, the one that is the most um, impactful. But I'll say all of them really quick. Be really quick before you get into that. I want to make sure that people map what we call self-efficacy to what they know. What you guys might know this as listeners is self-confidence, yes. is self is self even belief to some degree, right? Self-esteem. Self-worth. Right? Self-worth. All of these things, you might know it as uh, confidence, right? You might know it as that, and that's that might be the language that you grew up knowing, but this is really what it is in this world, and Bianca's going to get into those four steps that really will help you build what's called self-efficacy, that feeling deep, deep within. Have you ever found yourself wishing that you could find other growth-minded people, like feeling stuck and alone because the people around you aren't on the same path as you? We have been there, and this is why we created Out of the Mud. It's a free live virtual event hosted the last Wednesday of every single month. This event is a safe space to hear new ideas, take away simple, tangible tools, and connect with other people just like you without the pressure of needing to engage, turn on your camera, or worry about judgment. The first one is called verbal persuasion. This is what most of us are trying to get because we think this is what's going to actually get us to do stuff. This is the motivation component. This is someone telling you you're capable, someone telling you you're competent, uh, a motivational video that's going to pump you up to where you're finally going to do it. It is the least effective. It does work, but it's the least effective. How many of us have had someone say, no, you're really amazing. And you're like, (laughs) F off. Get it. Get out of my face. Like, you know, that's not true. Out of here. It's part of it. It's not the biggest component. Mm hmm. One of the other components is something called um, vicarious experience. So, oh no, I'm sorry. The thir- the That's second the next one is called physiological arousal. Mm-hmm. So this is where you are like physically pumping yourself up. You're going to like go for a run. You're going to like jam out to music. You're changing the way that you feel physiologically, mm-hmm. right? So like Tony Robbins is the king of this. In all of his videos, you see everyone jumping up and down and doing all this crazy stuff. He's trying to change their physical state. It does work. It does. But it's not lasting. Mm. It's only one component, right? So having someone tell you you're amazing or listening to this stuff or having that verbal persuasion or you telling yourself like, I'm the best, 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 right? Those (laughs) affirmations, which everyone knows I can't stand, but it's part of it. It's part of it. Okay. Next comes the pump up. The third one, and this one is more efficacious, is something called vicarious experience. This is when I see Amelia shoot a basketball and she lands it and she shows me how to do it and then I go try it. So Mm -hmm. I am learning through Amelia. I'm watching her do something and because I see her do it and we're right there, we're with each other, 
doing this thing, I now feel like I'm more capable of doing it. This ties into the next one. So that is like coaching. It's why getting a coach is so important. Why getting a mentor, a guide, a friend, some a therapist, someone to walk you through this stuff. Having someone there to actually hold your hand and go hand in hand with you is so critically important. I would not be who I am today if I did not invest in coaching for the last six years. Hands down, would not be who I am today. But, or and, and, the last part of that is actually taking action. Because I can get all the verbal pump up in the world. I can change my physiological and my emotional state. I can have a coach telling me what to do. But none of it is going to change until I actually go and do it. And it is through you, my dear listener, everyone here listening to this right now. It is through you going and doing and trying and putting yourself out there, actually doing the damn thing. (laughs) <laughs> do a damn thing do it. that is going <laughs> that is actually going to help you to start building that sense of self-worth so for me for example in the last episode we were talking about social anxiety I had the most horrible social anxiety to the point where like I couldn't walk into a room because I was so petrified of everyone coming up to me and so at the time uh, this was a couple years ago, I was working with my coach and I told him, you know, I'm really scared of having my picture taken. I hate it. I hate having my picture taken. It makes me so uncomfortable. He's like, B, you're gorgeous. Why are you upset about that? Verbal persuasion. Mm-hmm. We were at the gym together, I think, when we were talking about this. So I was literally changing my physiological state, right? Like I'm feeling different. Mm-hmm vicarious experience my coach is there with me we're talking about this and he's guiding me so what did I actually start to do he said I'm gonna do two things with you okay number one I want you to record a video of yourself every single day you need to learn how to talk in front of a camera you need to learn how to get comfortable being in front of a camera I'm like okay what's step two he goes you're gonna come with me to photo shoots and we're gonna do this together and I was like You must be out your goddamn mind if you think I'm going to go do that with you. But I ended up doing it. (laughs) And through doing those two things repeatedly, I started getting really comfortable being in front of a camera and having my picture taken, a.k.a. Amelia and I going and doing all these photo shoots, me being able to take pictures of myself at the gym, me coming here every week talking on this camera to all of you, none of that would have been possible. I would not feel good about myself and feel worthy and good enough to be able to do any of this Mm -hmm. if I didn't have all of those components. So the biggest thing, you actually have to go try and do. Mm -hmm. And the second best thing is hire someone to help you. You can do it on your own, but having someone to help you, it makes it a thousand times easier. So- The thing that I wanted to pull into this episode, which I know I'm freaking great at, which, you know, celebrate your strengths. And here I am doing that because of those steps that Bianca just mentioned. Why hiring someone that can do this with you and can help lead you, guide you through this? This is something in studying high performers, what I've noticed, it's like if you were to watch this on YouTube, 
if you're listening to this, this will be actually be a really good reason to jump to YouTube and to watch this. If you imagine like a, a chart, right? You have different growth curves. What I've seen the difference between people who become high performers and people who are kind of regular performers and the difference between regular performers and low performers is this thing that I've started to coin self-assignment, which is mm. after you actually take that action, that behavior, what do you do afterwards? What are the thoughts that happen? Do you assign that action that you just took back to you and say, yeah, I did it? Because you'll have a coach there. And this is where coaches are so helpful because they help you, you know, picture whatever field you grew up on and doing whatever sport, there was that coach that pat you on the back and said, you did it, right? There's some component of that when you work with others that are like, you did it. They give you that, right? And so you're higher, the likelihood of you self-assigning the credit that you earned through your merit and through your hard work, through that behavioral activation coming back to you. And what is that doing from the growth per curve perspective? High performers, right? A lot of the time their, their self-worth is actually very low for a long period of time because they don't feel worthy of celebrating that win. Why? Because they're afraid of pumping up or not earning something signing it back to them and feeling self-righteous, right? A lot of people, what I've noticed is they'll do stuff, but they're not self-assigning it back and saying, I did that. And a lot of the time, high performers are very humble. And so they'll give other people the credit that they earn too. So there's that. High performers will do this in terms of their self, their self-worth when they start to self-assign. Average or low performers will actually do the work, but never assign it to themselves. And that that growth curve, that doesn't really help to their momentum of really feeling good enough. Because when you can do something and then afterwards you do it, you can say, man, I really did this. You know, like you can have, <laughs> seriously though, like you can have that one moment that's just like, I did this. It's kind of that verbal pat on the back that we all need. We start to develop this identity that believes in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the only person that feels good enough is the person that gives themselves the credit. That is really what I found the big difference between that, right? So how to finally feel good enough. It's from my perspective, yes, everything that Bianca said. In addition, it's what happens after the behavior. Are you telling yourself that you did it? Are you self-assigning that credit back to you? Not the credit that you didn't do, right? If your team's out there like grunting, grinding on your behalf, you're like, yes, that's my credit, right? Like that's a totally <laughs> different story and I'm not talking about that. But like really, truly how to feel good enough and finally really feel that feel feeling. It starts by you being able to give yourself that credit. That's why we have wins lists. That's why there's systems that we have with our clients, our team, you oh. know, anyone that's around us, the feedback loop. It helps you to celebrate that win. And it's so, so important because that's what's going to build your self-efficacy, your self-esteem, your self-worth, your self-belief, all so that that growth curve jumps up there. So that's huge. Well said, my friend. Episode right. suggestion? My episode suggestion is 143. Motivation Monday is your story holding you back. Hmm. You? 41, self-belief. 41, self-belief. Where does it come from? Gooch. All right. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. We truly hope this episode was valuable, that it helped you. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everyone.
know firsthand how important it is to have a safe space with people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. What's great too is that you don't even need to have your camera or mic on. You can just listen in. Click the link in the show notes to register for the next topic to kickstart your growth. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a place where you can connect with us live and in a fun, lighthearted way. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses and These are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.